Osiris. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hello. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Hello, everybody. We're Hello. here. Day after show has returned. Fall tour is here. Goose is playing. It's exciting. Neil, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing great. Um, you know, just kind of downtown. I'm trying to find a park to sit in while we record today. But yeah, dude, beautiful day in Boston after a pretty awful day of weather yesterday. So pretty stoked. Yeah, man. And you, you had a hell of a show last night. You know, uh, we... We can now say uh, all, Neil from Always Almost There as seen on TV um, because, yes, you were dead center on the rail last night, which was very exciting uh, to watch you, you know, have the, have the time of your life. Uh, and, and what a spot to have. Uh, heck of a spot. Uh, interesting how that situation all worked out. I didn't even know I was going to be sitting there until, like, right before showtime. So, yeah, it was awesome. And probably the best seats I've ever had for – a show, so that was cool. I, I don't know if there are better seats than that, like a reserved rail spot right in front of Rick. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. suppose I could have been like three more seats to the left, and then I would have been like dead center, but, you know, take what yeah, you can well, get. You know what? I, I just want to say there were a few moments during the webcast um, where, you know, we were seeing the camera angle from right behind Rick, and Rick was blocking our view of you, um, which was kind of inconsiderate of him. <laughs> You know, we, we were looking for the we were looking for the meal cam, uh, and you know Rick was in the way, so shame on him. Uh, yeah. But anyway, we've got some guests today. We're going to talk about last night's show in Boston. Uh, we've got three guests today. We've got James and Rob, and we've got Mac. How's everybody doing? What's up? Doing good. good. Hey guys. Everyone feeling great. Feeling ready for another show tonight. Amazing. Amazing. Well, we're gonna we're gonna dive into a little bit of last night, of course. Uh, but let's start with you know pre-show vibe, where you guys ended up for the show. Mac, why don't you start us off here? Uh, so I left yesterday around one o'clock from Orno, Maine. I go to University of Maine, 
I drove down with a friend to BC and then to the show. And we got there like right as it was starting. Mm-hmm. And then we parted our ways. He was with a couple friends and I was meeting some friends from Providence. So it's a good show. Now I'm back down at Providence College in a quad joining with without my bag and laptop and headphones. <laughs> good. The, the, the stripped down setup. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Better Neil Cam moment from last night. Neil jumping or Neil chugging a beer. What does everyone think? Let us know in the chat uh, which Neil Cam moment is your favorite. Uh, I would also like to submit Neil discreetly hitting his vape. Um, anyway, uh, Mac, where were your seats last night? I was basically like a little bit right of dead center, like three rows from the back. I did hear a lot of people complaining on Twitter after the show about sound quality. Mm-hmm. I feel like kind of towards the back, we had pretty good sound. The, the bass bombs were booming. wasn't too bad. Nice. Well, James and Rob, what about you guys? Uh, where did you guys, where were you guys last night? How were you feeling before the show? Did you guys move a little closer to your mic by any chance? Oh, it's, uh, that sounds better. Okay. We were right next to the soundboard, the lighting rig. So, really cool view. He's kind of got spoiled being front row the last two times he's seen that. Three times. But, you know, still we got cool visuals and for us the sound was good. Amazing. Amazing. And Neil, as as you said, of course, you were dead center on the rail. Uh, but how were yep. you feeling uh, before the show started? What what was the, the vibe like in, in the venue? Oh, vibe. Yeah, I, I didn't really get to do pre-show vibe. I worked until four, drove home, met my cousin at my house, uh, had the customary pre-show Modelo. Uh, so we did that and chatted for a little bit. And then we ate some food really quick and then hopped in the Uber Got to the venue right as the um, right as the show was starting. Basically, oh wow! So like no vibes, dude. <laughs> like we just straight from Uber to show, and thankfully the line to get in was really fast. I got out of the Uber and I was inside the venue within a minute and a half. And, That's pretty uh, good. Yeah, and then we, uh, you know, I had to get that beer so I could be caught on TV chugging it. Uh, apparently, <laughs> uh, and. Uh, yeah, so then we just went right down to the seat. So that's it. That was the bye report. That's awesome. I was really excited on the couch last night. You know, again, we, we, were, we were saying this yesterday. Two months, and Peter even said two months since the last show, uh, pretty much since the last headlining show. You know, Goose had two festival dates after SPAC, but SPAC was the last two-set Goose show, um, which is kind of crazy to think about. It's been way too long, uh, but it was really good to have them back. You know, from the first notes of the first set, you know, we, we start off, uh, let's talk about these first few songs, Drive, Atlas Dogs, Butterflies. Uh, James and Rob, why don't you start this off for us? How are you feeling about these first few songs of the first set? Um, I was, you know, I'll let him talk in a second. I was very excited because Drive was actually the first song I saw. Nice. The, uh, and uh, at that point, I was, as you know, the theme goes, not 100% sold. And just as soon as Yeah, I get it, man. And I've been hooked ever since. And uh, James, what do you, how'd you feel for it? Uh, it was really good. 
Um, I was partying. Uh, partying is a good, a good thing to be doing. Uh, I love it. Later awesome. on was his was his big ones, and we'll get to those. Yes, that he freaked absolutely. out about. Uh, Mac, tell t- take me through. How are you feeling? Drive Atlas Dogs Butterflies. I definitely loved that drive. Um, me and my buddy on the drive down. He's been to a ton of shows. We're both from Fairfield County, Connecticut. So he's from Norwalk, same same place as Goose. He's been to a ton of shows, and he was talking about here in a drive. So I was super excited to hear that one because we've been talking about it the whole car ride. Mm-hmm. Um, Atlas Dogs and Butterflies are two I feel like I don't go back to too much. Butterflies I definitely like to hear. That was one that some of my friends had gotten out of show before and they liked that one. So it's cool to get one of those. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, oh. the, the drive into Atlas transition too. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Great drive, Jim, there. Yeah. Neil, how are you feeling on the first three? Uh, feeling pretty good. I mean, drive opener, right? Like, can't beat that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, I like the butterflies, you know, I Listen, think I got a lot of messages there in butterflies on yeah. TV that you really like butterflies. I love, I love butterflies, man. It's true. Uh, it's, it's a great song. It is a great song. You know, we talk about it all the time. Every time they play it, I kind of say the same thing, but that droning segment is just so awesome. Yeah. And, you know, having the seats that I had, I got a real up-close look at Rick kind of doing the Rick thing with the pedals. Um, and that was actually really neat. Because, like, you could see him actually, like, come up with ideas. Like, it's, he doesn't do the same thing every time. He mustn't. Because, like, he was, like, fiddling with a thing. And he was, like, ooh. And then, like, did, like, something else and, like, like flipped a toggle. And, like, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool to watch. Um, so, yeah, all in all, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I really love the Drive Jam uh, and, and what they did with it, you know, they kind of came out of the gate. It felt a little faster than normal. Um, and just w- with so much energy in there and, you know, they just attacked with, with the two guitar majesty, uh, you know, in, in this jam, just, it was dirty. It was grimy. Um, you know, Ben immediately sticking out, showing off, you know, he's just coming off these shows with Umphreys. Um, and he was in fine, fine form last night. Uh, you know, also hometown show for him um so that was cool uh but yeah he was on fire from the first notes of drive last night and that, that, was, that was one of my highlights of the night for sure solid 15 minute version um and we're seeing it get jammed out again which is awesome you know that came back at peach after a run of a, a spring and and summer full of uh no jam drives really exciting to see um it get a jam again uh for two versions in a row um and so hopefully we continue to see it expand uh, back to its former glory of, uh, you know, March and previously. Uh, and then, you know, Atlas Dogs and Butterflies, solid first set fair. Um, I, I, again, I just want to echo again. I, I absolutely love Butterflies. I don't understand people who don't like that song because it's a great song. Next, we have uh, another big highlight of the show. Uh, Time to Flee, Look Out Cleveland. Uh, a lot of clav happening in here. Very, very pleased uh, about the amount of clav happening in here. Um, you know, Flea Jam opens up. We get a great peak uh, to start out, and then they kind of mellow out um, and find their way into the Lookout Cleveland Jam, which 
Some might call this an inverted segue, and, and, and some might say that I have no idea what I'm talking about when I call it an inverted segue. Um, but it was cool that they did the jam, and then it seemed that they were kind of like, you know, oh, uh, you know, but let's do the song now, you know? And so it was cool how they pivoted. Um, yeah, and we'd like to, we'd like to shout out the, uh, the Clam tweet uh, in Lookout Cleveland. Uh, Neil, can you give us a little bit of a background uh, yeah. on Clam well, tweet? Yeah, I was anticipating the clap tweet. Um, and I was really trying hard to not have my phone out last night. But I was getting, like, thousands of notifications. <laughs> and, then, um, and then, so, yeah, I took it out and I did the clam tweet. Because at the exact moment the clav thing happened, the clav jam began and look out Cleveland, um, the smell of fried clams just filled the venue. <laughs> which is, like, bananas. But, like, I don't know if you guys experienced this, Mac and James and Rob, but... I mean, straight, like, fried clams. Like, somebody was just making them right in the middle of the stage. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, I, I tweeted clam tweet. Right. And it was it was a hit, apparently, a viral <laughs> I hit. I mean, it was because we didn't have the context <laughs> on the couch. We didn't have the context of the, the clam smell. And so we just, you know, assumed it, this was normal Neil at a show fair. Uh, yeah. Mac, how are you feeling about Flea Cleveland? Uh, I definitely loved that jam what you were saying how they kind of did the jam and then the song in the lookout cleveland i thought that was really cool because i i feel like i'm always thinking during a longer jam that they're bringing it into something else and i just kept thinking oh what are they doing what are they doing and then they just go into lookout cleveland i thought that was awesome that was a cool one to get mm -hmm. but with the clam smell i I, during set break, walked over to the bathrooms, and as I get to the bathrooms, I get hit with the fried clam smell, if that's what that was. <laughs> and I thought that was weird to be near the bathrooms at, like, a concert venue, and it smells pretty good. <laughs> that's amazing. This is, this is ridiculous. Yeah. I love it. You know, all I could smell back there, I don't know if it's because I was close to the food, but back row, I was... I was catching clam whiffs back there. <laughs> there, were, there were clams in the air last night uh, yeah. in Boston. James and Rob, how are you guys feeling about Time to Flee Lookout Cleveland? Uh, I was super excited for Time to Flee. Uh, I really like that song. One of those songs that kids can break uh, wakes up on every bit of sister. That song. So that was, that was cool. We hadn't seen it yet. So. Oh, that's exciting. And we kind of were expecting Lookout Cleveland because they sound checked it yesterday. But still, I'll see. And in the background, we're hearing beautifully on sound check, but no actual sound song yet. Ooh, love a good jam for sound check. That's very exciting. The fried clam smell was Friolator grease. Yankees Lobster Company back door was open. I, hey, I have lived in New England my whole entire life. I know what fried clams smell like. That wasn't just a stinky fry later. <laughs> fried clams. There's legal test kitchen right down the street. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we have a question from, from Jason uh, here in the chat. Go alone or not go at all tonight. Poll, please. Definitely go alone. Uh, you will meet people. You will have the yep. best time. Do not skip a show just because you're by yourself. Come and see me at the show. Come find me and uh, we'll hang out. So Neil you won't be, be alone. There. You can at least come and say hi. Vickers shirt. I'm, yep. There we go. There Blame we go. Vickers. All right. And we close out uh, the first set here with Danger Zone, Jive Lee. Uh, I want to I wanna let 
James and Rob uh, go first on this one because I know you guys were very excited about the Danger Zone. Yeah, it, you know, like, it's weird, like, thing, like, 80s, you know, Kenny Loggins stuff would actually hit you really emotionally. Um, it's my father's favorite song, and he passed away when James was seven weeks old. Um, so, like, a lot of the times, going to school, that's like, you know, I try to play different songs to get them excited for the day of school. Sometimes James is not excited about school. And uh, that's one of the songs that we play a lot. And I always think, you know, that would make my dad real happy. And the coolest part for me, all of it, was they, they sound checked it yesterday. And I was having a conversation with a couple of people. And he noticed first and grabbed me. It's like, Dad, Dad, they're playing Danger Zone. <laughs> and the fact that he picked it up faster than me made me so happy. And. You know, I got a little emotional in there. Um, but we kind of posted a video on because, you know, I see the, the Ryan videos being super happy shows. That was how we felt, that happy. And, uh, you know, little guy's 11 years old. So I want, you know, when he's 20-something to be able to look back at that video and see him and his dad that happy. That's amazing. Uh, awesome story. James, how, how, how excited were you uh, about Danger Zone? We're so excited. Awesome. Um, like my dad said, uh, how I just picked it up off the bat. Um, Amazing. And, yeah. and any thoughts on Jive Lee as well? Or were you just still like on the floor, uh, you know, about Danger Zone? Danger Zone. Yeah. Kinda... <laughs> That was the yeah. That, that was the thing. That was a awesome. While. Great, you know, musically it was a quick right. danger zone, like less than six minutes. But still, it, you know, you see me ever post on El Goose, if anyone ever posts, like, hey, what's the greatest song? Or hey, what do you think they're gonna play tonight? I always use the Archer. What? Danger zone. Nice. If, over and over and over. So, you know. And then, it's not like it's a frequently played cover, so I wasn't expecting ever. See right. It. And I even said yesterday, someone posted, you know, what song do you think they're going to play? And I said, I'm going to play it easy and say Thatch. But I want Danger Zone. And there you go. Awesome. You can get awesome. And got Danger Zone. I will probably be Thatch. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mac, what you got? Danger Zone Jive Lee to close out set one. Uh, it's definitely cool to get that. That was that it was a more meaningful song for you guys, James and Rob. Um, but we, have, I was with a couple friends, and we just heard the intro playing, and we we were all almost kind of in disbelief. So I feel like that's kind of a rare cover to get. Yeah. But I don't know. We were like, are they playing Danger Zone right now? I feel like that was definitely one of the highlights of the night could tell from kind of the vibes in the room everybody was taking their phones out and yelling and whatnot but i was more excited for the jive lee though i feel like my my favorite goose songs not only i usually i'm always rotating fish goose grateful dad i feel like i just go through my switches but then switch through my favorite songs for each of those and jive lee and sos have been 
two of my favorites lately. So Jive Lee was awesome to get. And that was a super cool jam too. Mm-hmm. Like when I heard the intro of that start playing, I was jumping up and down. I was excited. Amazing. Amazing. Neil. Yes. Danger Lee. Yeah. Well, I never talked about uh I never talked about Lookout Cleveland, but um we talked case. about the clams. Isn't that all that yeah. happened? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess. But you know what I was surprised by about Lookout Cleveland was the, the runtime on it was far shorter than it actually seemed to me in the moment. And the reason why I'm bringing that up now is additionally, like, Jive Lee felt like it was longer than it was. But cool segment of the show. I think this is probably the point at which you caught me chugging a beer. I took uh, I took Danger Zone off, man. I. I've been dancing pretty hard through the jams, and I'm glad I kind of took Danger Zone off because then that Jive Lee hit kind of went bananas and that Jive Lee uh, really kind of weird setless structure this this whole way through. Yeah. And that was cool to have that topper on the set. Uh, yeah, dude, Jive Lee, you know? It's yeah. great. And, and before we move on to set two, yes, I do want to shout out Haps Jr., who picked Danger Zone for seven on Fantasy Goose yesterday for four. Nicely done, James. Uh, but yeah, anyone anyone going big on Danger Zone uh, at you know in the morning before there's any chance of uh, any sort of sound check leak? Pretty impressive. Uh, so you know the the youngins did well uh, on Danger Zone, which is which is pretty cool. Yep. Uh, so yeah, luck favors the bold. They said. Uh, one more thought on Danger Zone. Actually, yeah. uh, friend of the pod, David. Uh, who's a great guy. He sees a lot of Goose shows. You yes. can always find him in the back dancing. With Corey. Um, with Corey. And he was saying that from that segment on, that was probably the loudest crowd he had heard. He was saying that to me last night. And I didn't hear it because of where I was. I couldn't hear anything but, you know, what was coming off the stage. But um, that was pretty interesting that he would say that it was that loud. Uh, because, I mean, he's seen a lot of Goose shows. Yeah. So pretty, pretty interesting perspective there. Pretty cool. All right, quick set break. Sit, quick set break uh, report here. Start with you, Mac. How how are you feeling at set break? What was the vibe like? Um, I think my my partying was definitely catching up with me. I, <laughs> as I said before, I went over to the bathroom and I was catching those clam whiffs. And I don't know. The one thing <laughs> about it. One thing that I thought was a little weird. Maybe it's just the fan base, but. The woman's bathroom line was non-existent, and the men's bathroom line was probably like 50 people long. So I was waiting in line for a while, just waiting to get back. I don't know. I needed to sit down. I feel like (laughs) that's the case with me for like every show at set break. My back is always hurting in my legs, but I was just standing in that line waiting to sit down. But not too much happened at set break, just bathroom back to the seats nice feeling good feeling good yeah that's uh interesting uh spack is the only show i think i've been to where there was a really long line at the women's bathroom and no line at the men's bathroom which was so weird to me uh but i was happy about it <laughs> uh james and rob how are you guys feeling at set break good Those are very, very cool T-shirts, I have to say. Uh, for anyone who can't see, uh, if you've seen the uh, the Fish Destroys America Fall 97 logo, uh, it's that, but it's Peter, uh, and it's Boston. 
uh, September 13th and 14th. So. And the funny thing is, with this, like, my friend who drew it, he literally didn't change the hair. All he did was just change the eyes a little bit, add a mustache, and add glasses. And nothing else changed. And he flipped it around. So, like, it's not us completely. Not yes. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's funny. Like, if you take the original and lay it over, it's the exact same hair. It's it, great. But it awesome. Perfect. Awesome. Um, but but it was funny with you guys saying about the bathroom line in Lowell. Like, his first show, he and I were joking. Everyone thinks with his hair that he's a girl all the time. And I was like, like just take advantage of that. He was right in the bathroom. <laughs> Skip the line. <laughs> yeah, he would just get him right in there. Literally, everyone was like, oh, he looks so happy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Neil, how were you feeling at set break? You know, you kind of uh, talked a little bit about your late first set feeling, but yeah, um, set break was cool. I found John and Paige Caruso. Nice. Shout out that, to them. Good friends that, of the pod. Awesome. And uh, Rick Gallego. Um, Shout out to Rick. Good guy. And so I talked to them for a little while. Found my cousin who was sitting in a different section than I was. And then uh, I don't know. Set break felt short. Like I just had like one brief conversation. Hit the bathroom. And then next thing I know, the house lights were going off. Well, I mean, the bathroom can take half an hour. It wasn't that bad for me. I don't know. Maybe it was just the side of the venue I was on. Did you but... did you get the clams when you went to the bathroom? No. Nope. No, nope. mm. it was just staring lookout Cleveland. Interesting. So I'm, I'm wondering uh, if you and Mac maybe went to different bathrooms. Uh, you know, the, the, maybe the clam smell was localized in different parts of the venue at set break. Uh, this this is... is now a clam podcast. Um, yeah. Anyway, and we're talking about bathrooms and clams. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, we are. T- we're talking about bathrooms. Okay. Well, yeah, listen, you brought it up. Um, let's dive into set two here. Let's start off first three songs: Rockdale, Butter Rum, Jive Two. Uh, on paper, this feels a little first setty, and I, I think I felt that way kind of in the moment. Um, Rockdale, pretty standard. Rockdale, lots of fun. Uh, get the energy going for the second set. Uh, rum. Got going quickly, you know. Um, my mom said to me, we were watching the webcast, and my mom goes, "Yeah, they they had to take this back from Joey Fatone. You know, they, they it, it's not his song, um, but it is at this point in the show where I would like to offer my main criticism of Neil last night, which is he did not start a conga line. Um, but I will say one of the best Goose Twitter moments ever was was all the the conga line <laughs> related tweets and messages." Uh, that happened during rum last night. Um, shout out to Vickers, obviously. Um, you know, we blame him, but it was funny. But amazing rum. Uh, Peter showing off his new uh, uh, variable voice control vintage vibe. If anyone may have noticed, he had a new slider uh, on the keyboard. That That is uh, similar to what Joel Cummins from Umphreys McGee got on his new vintage vibe. Uh, it allows you to move where the pickup is in the keyboard uh, and that changes the sound. Also, there's definitely a new delay pedal happening based on what happened in this rum because that was sick and shout out to Getty uh, during this rum because like, I mean, you know, from the couch, it just looked absolutely phenomenal. Uh, what, what was going on? Just amazing. I just, I want to point out that uh, when you said, if anyone noticed, I assure you, you're the only one who noticed. Uh, what I do. <laughs> but, <laughs> Uh, that is cool. Didn't see it from where I was, but I had a pretty good view of the, the vintage vibe, but didn't see that. So, glad you pointed it out. 
There you go. And Jive 2 was interesting as well. Uh, aside from the placement of the song being weird, um, it was cool. You know, they first of all, Peter didn't take any organ solo at all. He just stuck to the clav for a while. And then Rick took a solo um, in that kind of kind of middle section, um, which was abnormal. I don't think they've ever done that before. Um, and then they really took their time on the on the outro, which was just excellent. That was awesome. The switch over from the clav to the Rick solo. Like you, you could see them looking at each other and they were giving them each other cues with their eyes and they like handed off so perfectly at that point. That was like one of the coolest things of the show for me. Um, yeah. I really, really enjoyed that jive too. killer. Mm-hmm. Mac first three songs uh, of the second set. How are you feeling about it? You are on mute. Um, so you had mentioned the, the slide adjuster that Peter picked up. I caught a J-Rad show at Westville mm-hmm. the beginning of the summer. So that was super cool to see that because that during that show, all I could notice was him, Joel, playing with the adjuster thing. So I, I thought that was cool when you tweeted that. See, Peter had gotten one. Marco, you mean? Or, yeah, Marco. He's got a he's got a Rhodes, not a vintage vibe, but I, I won't get into the, the minutia of <laughs> keyboard rigs here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, cool to hear. I'm all, I'm not the best to catch them, but I heard those. I heard some Rockdale claps. That was a cool Rockdale. I, not the another one that I don't don't go back to a ton. But that was cool to hear that live. And then um, the Butter Rum. That was one of my favorite songs. Um, I only really got into Goose last December. Mm-hmm bunch of friends had finally put me on after them going to a ton of shows which regret not getting into it earlier now that was only my second show last night but butterum was one of one of the songs that got me big into them i thought it was a really cool jam too so i feel like the one i go back to a lot is the the one from the calf yeah and i feel like that jam almost kind of keeps like some essence of butter rum alive in it where it doesn't mm-hmm. go into like its own kind of jam. So I thought it was cool to get like a big jammed out butter rum like that. Um, and then jive too. That was a really cool one. Pretty like euphoric jam. All I could think about was I had some, some chompers behind me, some people talking pretty loud during jive too. And then the song after, but it wasn't too bad. Shame on them. Uh, yeah. James and Rob, first three songs of the second set. Rockdale, Rum, Jive 2. Uh-huh. James, are you able to move a little closer? I think, or sorry, Rob, are you able to move a little closer? I think James's yeah. earbud has the microphone. Okay, can you hear me now? Oh, that's much better. Um, you know, Rockdale was another song they played at our first show. We listened uh-huh. to it a lot. Um, you know, that whole show, it really is what got me hooked. So it was awesome to hear that. Again, um, Butter Rum was cool. You know, mm-hmm. fortunately, no Joey Fatone because NSYNC's reuniting or whatever right now. Uh, and, you know, just the whole thing was a, lo- a lot of fun. Um, and good news if anyone's watching live. We might have to move in a second because they're setting up the tables to start moving people in right now around us. Ooh. Exciting. Awesome. Uh, James, how did you feel about the first few of the second set? Um, love Butter Rub, love Rockdale. Super excited. 
Were you Sorry. still partying at this point? <laughs> no. He, you no, know, you were still partying at this what? point, but this was about he's he his first concert ever was here. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the sea air or the open and the lights Maybe it's the clams. going on the ceiling. He fell asleep his first show, slept during Karini, even as <laughs> a trade band show um, here. And last night he was coming close, but I got him I got him back up for encore and he was good at that point. But then we got in the car and he was out within seconds. Amazing. I'm so angry Amazing. I missed Karini. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. Next time. Uh, all right. Neil. Uh, oh, no. You, you already talked about this. Let's talk about we'll just go through the whole rest of the show here. We got a nice breather of a Western sun uh, followed by SOS, Modavon, and then a Dawncore, if you will. Uh, the Only the second time ever they have split up uh, SOS into its two parts. And I say that with quotes uh, because, no, they should not be noted separately every time the song is played, only when they are separate. Uh, I will not be taking more questions about this at this time. Um, but Western Sun, always a great breather. I th- I feel like we were looking for um, a jammed out version here uh, at this point in the set, you know, given the kind of shorter songs uh, to start it off. Um, and we haven't had a jammed out version in just over a year. Uh, you know, the last jammed Western Sun was in Dillon uh, last year. So it's been far too long uh, since, since the last jammed Western Sun. Um, you know, SOS... You know, three minutes of SOS was great. And then Modavon happened, came, was amazing. Uh, really cool couple minutes of textures. And this is another vintage vibe highlight, um, you know, that, 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 new, that new tone, that, that whatever capabilities he's unlocked uh, with that variable voice control is just absolutely amazing on full display here uh, through an amazing, amazing bliss jam. Um, and then, you know, Dawncore, amazing way to close out the show. Uh, but James and Rob, let's throw it back to you guys. How did you feel through the rest of the second set uh, and the encore here? Um, yeah, this one, this one was another one that really touched me. Um, it's just kind of like, to him, I'm like, yo, like, I know this is a band you're going to be listening to for years. Go everywhere. Feel like it's a yearbook quote lined up for you right there. <laughs> and I was like, and that's, you know, advice as a dad that I should give you. Like, maybe when I was younger, I didn't travel as much as I should have. I didn't go around and do as much as I should because I was worried about, you know, not being around my family. So I told him, hey, go everywhere, feel everything. Yes. That kind of, that made me really happy. Mm-hmm. And then you know, everything else was awesome. Like, Adam, I'm getting really and then the encore was really cool. And, you know, I have a friend who I'm trying to get to go to listen to Goose. He hasn't come yet. I might go to Goose this with me. I'm trying to hardcore fish head, trying to Brian. sell them, trying to sell them. Um, but I told him, I'm like, you know, the encore was kind of like to explain to you if fish played fluffs travels just by itself. Right. And he's like, oh, all right, that makes sense. That's <laughs> kind of yeah. That's, that's kind of the that's kind of the parallel I was using uh, to kind of make people uh, understand the situation. But yeah, that's a good one. Uh, James, how were you feeling about the rest of the second set and the uh, last night? Sleepy. <laughs> I was half asleep. <laughs> okay. It was late. Um, but I'll give him credit. This is the first time he's seen Goose that he had been falling. Like, you know, Taboose was until midnight. Roadrunner was until just about midnight. Levitate was in the middle of the day. Um, but, you know, this is his fifth show today. And 
the only time that he's got remotely tired since his very first concert. He stayed up till twelve fifteen at Fish at Madison Square Garden. So yeah. Well, I I, I hope I hope you make it through Dang the whole life. thing tonight. I hope you make it through the whole Dang thing tonight. Yeah, don't watch the lights, kid. <laughs> I have to, kind of. All right, don't watch Mac. Above you. How are you feeling last night? Uh, but the rest of the second set, Western Sun, SOS, Madhavan, Don. Um, so I had said I had had some chompers during Jive 2 and Western Sun. So mm-hmm. that had been on my mind, but I was still still enjoying it. It was just that some quieter parts it was getting drowned out. But SOS, I said before, that's been one of my favorite songs lately, more specifically the SOS jam or uh, the Dawn jam. So once they dropped into SOS, it kind of cleared from my mind anything I was mad about, the people talking behind me, and I was super into it. Mm-hmm. And then when I was waiting for, like, I don't know what it's called. Is that uh, the drone sound there where it's like the do 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 I was waiting for that to come in, mm-hmm. and then because that's my favorite part, and I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. And then I hear them going to Mad Hooven, and I was so mad, but I was like, I you can't get mad at a Mad Hooven. Can't be mad about it. So, yeah. And then that was a super cool Mad Hooven, too. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've almost considered Mad Hooven, I don't know why, but I've almost considered it like Goose's Dark Star, how they'll go into a lot of darker jams with it. That's just mm-hmm. in my mind how I've always thought of it. So... I thought it was cool to get that, and it was a kind of cool, darker jam. And then the way they did the encore was super cool, too, how they kept the drone sound going. And yeah. we were, me and all my friends were looking at each other like, what, what is going on right now? And uh, But we were waiting and waiting, and my friend who was up a couple rows, we were texting in a goose group chat we had with some friends and he was just going drop 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 and we thought it was going to be an animal though big ah. build up so that was my first show july 3rd it was a cool animal build up for that yeah. show but uh no it was awesome to get the dawn jam that's like my favorite of any goose music right now so i was loving mm. that amazing awesome neil oh Close yeah out here Take us yeah. through the rest of the show. Sure. Yeah. You know, when they started playing SOS, I was actually like disappointed. And I was like, where are the jams? Yeah. You know, and I, I thought that was it for the show. And I was like, kind of kind of mad. You know, it's <laughs> like, this is kind of annoying. And like, you know how much I love SOS. It's one of my favorites. Sorry yeah. for the beep. There's going to be a, a loud beep for a minute here. But um, yeah, so all of a sudden they start playing Madavon. And like my brother and I are looking at each other like, is this really happening? Like, did they just like jump out of SOS and they're like playing Madavon right now? And yeah, sure enough, that's exactly what that was. For a second there, like I thought it was just like kind of like a funny jam. And like, I just didn't want to believe that they were actually playing Madavon, even though that's what I knew. That's what I was hearing. Interesting. Uh, so that was actually really cool. So I enjoyed that. Uh, and then that Madavon was neat, had like a really cool turn to like a major key at one point and sounded awesome i haven't actually gone back to listen to that one yet since last night but it was uh it was definitely really good uh hi- the jam highlight of the show other we than like, a, time to we flee. had a good we had a good neil cam shot uh right at the peak uh oh was i jumping you, up and down you oh you Zoom, got some air uh, i was doing some, some jumping air. yeah i got hops i got hops no doubt 
Uh, so right, if you will. So the the drone core thing was cool. You know, Peter. Everybody's like messing with their pedals, Rick and Peter. And then Peter kind of stays a little extra long messing with yeah. his pedal. And like I'm standing like right under him at that point. And I just scream up at him. And I was like, Peter, stop. I can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a laugh out of him. So that was pretty cool. Uh, and uh, yeah. So then like, you know, he walked off the stage and did some finger guns. He had a whole thing with finger guns last night. I don't yeah, know that if was you a... noticed that on the stream. That yeah. happened a lot. Yeah, it happened in Lee, and then, like, he just kept doing it throughout the show. And, uh, yeah, and then the Dawn Encore, which, like, hey, if you're going to split them up, that's the way to do it. You know? Killer. So much fun. 100%. Well, that brings us to the close of today's Day After Show episode. Uh, I hope all of you guys have a fantastic, fantastic time uh, back in Boston tonight for night two. Uh, really, really excited. Uh, for tomorrow, for you know my own selfish reasons, because I'm seeing Goose tomorrow uh, at Borderland Festival, which I cannot wait for. Uh, you know, I'll be coming to the day after show for tonight's show. I'll be coming to you tomorrow live from Borderland, uh, which will be very exciting. Um, but yeah, everyone have a great time tonight, whether you're on the couch, uh, whether you are at the show, and we will see you right back here. 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time tomorrow. Thank you, James. Thank you, Rob. And thank you, Mac, for being here today. It's been a pleasure chatting with you guys. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this episode of Day After Show. Have a phenomenal rest of your day. We'll see you tomorrow. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo. And for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.